Broadcasting worldwide from the Toad Suck Studio in beautiful central Arkansas, you're listening to Bad Choices and Bourbon, and I am Dan Decker, your host at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R on Twitter. Joining me this week is the one and only at Sharkosaurus, also known as Kira. Welcome to Bad Choices and Bourbon. How are you? I am fantastic on this lovely New York City morning. Woo, Thank you New very York much City. for having me. Yeah, I'm lo- based in Brooklyn, so yeah, there we are. Lots of great happy are to be here. Brooklyn, you know, um, I've only been to the city once, and Brooklyn was where I went. So there you go. Where in Brooklyn were you? Uh, well, uh, what I, I am 100% certain that the hotel was a Russian mafia front. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're I, probably right. <laughs> um, it was it was ostensibly a hotel. Uh, it had rooms with beds in it. And, uh, you know, but everything else about it was just like, oh, are you sure? Uh, but yeah. just down the street was um, uh, we were we were having a convention at a place called the uh, Invisible Dog. Which is kind of like oh. an art gallery that I don't. This was like a decade ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's still there or not, but uh, it it used to be a factory uh, that made what were called invisible dogs, which were a a novelty item back in with the eighties. Yeah, with the, like a the stick, with, yeah, 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 yeah. Those were made there in Brooklyn. Congratulations. They always have those in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, so yeah. that's which how is, I know what those are. Uh, which is another. We were that was a thing we were gonna do. Uh, 2020 was go come see the parade, but also COVID, uh, so we didn't. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. But you're in good company up there. Uh, my friend uh, Chris Calagero is a comedian out of Brooklyn, and uh, oh, cool. Uh, at real Chris Cal on Twitter, he's a former guest on the show too. So, uh, absolutely hilarious dude. Uh, recommend. I'll have to look him up yourself. Yeah, of course, get in on it. So, but it isn't <laughs> about me; it's about you. So, what's going on? Well, first, I just think it's funny that whenever someone tells me like, "Oh, I've been to Brooklyn," and I'm just like, "Where about in Brooklyn?" I'm like, as if I would know. I'm not even from here. I've only been here a year and a half. <laughs> oh no! See, yeah, well, you've adopted it. It's your home. Yeah. I'm like, I don't actually know anything about Brooklyn. <laughs> My Brooklyn knowledge is where I live and where I work and hey, you know the park. And how to get there and how to get <laughs> yeah, back. Right? That's about it. So. Well, and hopefully, uh, yeah. some like you know maybe maybe have learned where the best local deli and the the best place to get a piece uh, get a slice and. Uh, I could tell you like maybe like where i live i don't know if it's <laughs> the best place in brooklyn but it's right down the block it's so. close right it's yeah. close so, yeah i'm originally uh, from new jersey oh so. well you know that's uh when i the one time i did go to new york i landed in new jersey because i heard it was easier to get across that it, way, so. yeah in it's newark yeah well yeah. when you land in jfk you're on like the outskirts of brooklyn almost in long island so who wants to go You're like there, nowhere? Right? <laughs> yeah, it was Newark. I landed in Newark. It was low key. I took a train. It was great. And Isn't it wonderful? Like you land in Newark and the first thing you see is just all of New Jersey's like disgusting smoke towers. <laughs> it's, it's just like yeah, it's New Jersey. What are you going to do? Like we promise we're nicknamed the Garden State for a reason, but here, look at yeah. all of our industry. This is the smokestack part of the Garden State, right? This is it's why gross. we can have the gardens in the rest of the state. No. <laughs> Aptly named the Rust Belt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, what was going down in Jersey? What was up? well, I well, I'm from a little suburban town called West Long Branch. Um, which is maybe about an hour or so outside of the city. Um, so we used to take yearly trips into the city um, as like 
you know, fun stuff. Kids night on Broadway nice. was one thing we always used to do. Um, but, uh, you know, a little 20 minutes from the water, a <laughs> uh, little West Long Branch. Very, uh, we had a nickname that everyone. <laughs> so there is another town called Long Branch, which, as you can imagine, is east of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so West Long Branch was nicknamed white long branch there wasn't a lot of cultural diversity in west yeah, long branch, yeah, uh, which is quite upsetting um so there was a bit of culture shock when i left and you know went on to college and stuff and diversity but, is a thing in the real world yeah i was like yeah. oh my god i was maybe one of like two or three jewish people in my high school it was all right um but honestly not much going down in west long branch well, my parents what- still live there it's what brought you into Brooklyn? Work. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, yes. Well, I, so I am a shark keeper at the yeah. New York Aquarium. Oh, that I, sounds yeah, like an amazing there, job. There it is. <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> um, so I, I have always had to follow the work. Um, so when I graduated college, I took an internship down in Florida. And then from there, I took a full-time gig out in Las Vegas, oh, which, wow. huh, yeah, um, not the best experience of my life, but hey, it got me here. So it's experience though. I know. You survived it. Ugh, yeah, barely. Jeez. What a what a interesting almost three years the Las Vegas uh, job <laughs> was. Um yeah, you tell people you're a shark biologist in the middle of the Nevada desert and people look at you like you have two more eyes growing yeah, out of I your forehead. Yeah, I can imagine. That is not they're something like, what? That, that and if they're up. smart, if they're smart, they'll be like, oh, you work at Shark Reef Aquarium, Alpha Mandalay Bay. And I'd be like, mm. no, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't. Not the one you're thinking. <laughs> I work on the opposite side of the strip. I work downtown at the Golden Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> the casino has sharks more than just at the card tables. Yeah, there is um, there's a big shark pool. <laughs> there's a big shark tank in the middle of the swimming pool at the Golden Nugget. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can and feel, there's, you can feel there's, brave and edgy by swimming in the pool with the sharks. There's, an, there's like an acrylic water slide that goes through the middle of it, and, which and in the, hindsight sounds really awesome. Mm-hmm. But I've gone through it. You can't see shit. It's too fast. You're probably going too fast. So- so fast and the sharks are not gonna they're not gonna just hang around so you can see them you know yeah they're gonna be not cool with the fact that what is happening in the middle of my you know we we would dive that tank daily for cleaning purposes Mm -hmm. and i honestly think that people were more interested in looking at the divers than they were at the sharks oh i can imagine yeah well you know people are kind of a little more interesting and what they're wanting to do is they they weren't watching necessarily they wanted you to see you be eaten by a shark probably i have been flashed in that tank i have been flashed by people outside of the acrylic wow on, on purpose too yeah, yeah they like yeah. get my attention i'm like what and they're like Wee. oh wow i was wow. like okay that's uh, uh you know some, yeah. I, some people <laughs> been a good handful of times i mean there's no you know they're drinking it's like 9 a.m and they're already drunk so like what's what are you the gonna point? do right? what else you know? are you gonna do i mean let me just you, swim uh, another lap it's if, cool. you, yeah, if you if you if you're if you're if your skin may be that thin, maybe that's not the Shark Tank job is not for you. Uh, but I can oh. empathize um, because I used to support this web publishing software uh, uh, called Expression Engine. It's since moved on. Uh, it was the reason I was in Brooklyn, though. Um, oh, okay. So uh, relevant to our interests. Uh, 
But um, one of the cool things, you know, several several cool things uh, came from that job being uh, the Alamo Draft House used that software to, and when it was just the Alamo Draft House and there was only the one and it was only, a, you know, in, in uh, uh, down there at the, uh, in Texas, um, support, help support their website. But also, it was really adept at running uh, uh, porn websites. <laughs> and so sometimes we'd get a, you know, get a login for, for a website and it would, uh, I had two experiences, two experiences. Uh, one was, hey, I need to take a look into uh, what's going on behind the scenes. Do you mind if I get the login? And they were like, hey, so by the way, um, here's the content. And I was like, thanks for the warning. That's cool. Uh, and so I went and did the work and got it fixed and came back and everything was fine. Fast forward to the other one where I was like, hey, I'm going to need to get a look. And they were just like, they just shoot over the login info. And um, it is, it is, it is, um, it is more porn and uh, without a warning, though. And I just kind of came back and I was like, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm cool. You got to the guy who's not going to care uh, just by chance, though. So next time, yeah, right? you know, preface, what, you know, <laughs> a little like content warning. Yeah, no kink, no kink shaming. Um, but, you know, the second site was gay porn. And, you know, that's I'm not in the market for that. That's just not who yeah, right? I am. But, I, you know, I will. It, it was an excellent site. If that is your thing, I, you know, uh, bravo to them. Um, and and. What made it a little more awkward was then the 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 contact the person I was in contact with was a director and a star of some of the some of the oh, films. And I was just like, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I was like, listen, you know, I'm the guy I'm the guy you want to surprise with that stuff, but there are right. people that work here that do not want to be surprised like that. So, um, just a little, you know, cultural courtesy next time. What an interesting industry. But also can legit say that I've been paid to look at porn. So there's that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> put that on the resume, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what that says about me professionally, but there it is. <laughs> I paid a guy to steal my pizza last night. So. <laughs> Tell me about how does that work? <laughs> well, this far segue from getting away from my work but so i was i ordered a pizza from this place you know a couple blocks away maybe like 15 minute drive um and i ordered through uber eats because like what else am i gonna do it's hard for me to get anywhere without walking and i didn't want to go walking outside at 8 p.m in the dark streets sounds like maybe not the best plan right and so the guy shows up and he gives me this big bag and i so i had ordered like a pizza and like sweet potato fries right so he hands me this big bag i didn't think anything of it it felt hefty like whatever i got back up to my apartment and i opened it up and it was just the sweet potato fries oh no and like you can't uber eats numbers like you can't call them back those numbers only work one way they call you to tell you that they're there and that's it so i tried to give him the benefit of the doubt and i called the restaurant and be like yo did he just forget to take it like did you give it to him and they're like yeah no you were the only pizza order like we gave it to him you know no problem and i was just like all right so this guy just took off with my pizza um i was able to get a refund which is fine so i went and i like demoted him to like half a star oh no and i was gonna like i tried to put my my driver tip back down to zero because i don't want to tip someone for taking my food whatever right. no doubt and they wouldn't let me 
put in less than a dollar. So I oh. had to give this guy a dollar for taking paid, my food. paid him a dollar. I paid him a dollar food. to steal oh. my pizza. Well, hopefully Uber Eats gets uh, some some 30 odd percent of that. And he'll only end up with the 70 cents that a man you know, makes over a woman anyway. I <laughs> I really hope that he took one bite of that pizza and maybe realized it was a his mistake. Pizza. It was probably a shitty pizza. Yeah, maybe that maybe that maybe maybe karma is is serving up a, a slice of, I of hope sweet, so. delicious, I was, cheesy, drippy. But I'll hotness. tell you, like, I was so mad yeah. and so I was also really upset to the point where like I lost my flame to like eat anything else. I've I was like, there. like I'm just, done. I'm you know, like, you're about to, you're about to, you're about, it happens, right? You're about to, you're, you're on, you're at the, you're at the moment of, you're at the precipice of I know, I was burger, so excited. Right? precipice, and you go to take a bite, and you're like, and then someone yeah. says something, and you're just like. I can't eat anymore. I just lost my appetite. You know? And it's a whole, I mean, I don't know. There's, there are very few levels of disappointment that equal the, the sudden loss of appetite when you're staring down a tasty, tasty morsel. Something, and suddenly you just can't eat anymore. You can't oh, eat anymore. Because you, know so you know what? You know what? Those sweet potato fries, those sweet potato fries deserve love, y'all. And, and, they, and this man. They got them, but they just weren't. It wasn't. Your heart was not in it. You can't. It, you can't. Course, yeah, you. I wasn't going to toss It was mere them. sustenance for you at that point. That's exactly what it was. I was sitting there watching my hockey team lose. Like, I ate these oh, shitty gosh. sweet potato So fries. not only did you lose your pizza, uh, you're sitting here eating eating these these uh, you know these tuber fries, you know, these dango root veg, and somebody and your and your hockey. Who's your hockey team? Uh, the New Jersey Devils. Don't okay. hold it against me. No, they I, suck. You know, I nothing. I, I, if you want to talk hockey, that's Mike Leduke. I don't know nothing about no hockey, uh, other than I've been to a couple of um, minor league games. We believe it or not, here in um, and uh, we can we can discuss the current state of affairs in Arkansas. If that's oh God, that you. I don't know if I uh, want to. You know, to you, be can, you can go full rage monster here on this show. Ooh. I will not. I've I've long. I've, I'm I'm done trying to defend this uh, place as a place other than just. A I place can't to believe people um, live there. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting it's getting very difficult to. Mm. Anyway. You know, we all come from someplace. And, yeah, right. Uh, you know, sometimes that place will let you down. And uh, it's uh, it's a microcosm of America at large, y'all. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Where were we going with that? I got off track. <laughs> well, originally we were talking about work and then we got into, I got paid to watch porn and that's I, true. That's true. I paid oh, someone we were, to steal my pizza. Paid someone to steal your pizza. Oh, you were talking about minor hockey league. Minor hockey league. So, right. So believe, believe it or not, even in hot ass Arkansas, we had two, at one point we had two minor league hockey teams on uh, either side of the river. So the river splits Little Rock from North Little Rock. Uh, guess where North Little Rock is relative to Little Rock. Um, and uh, so we had the River Blades and the Bearcats. <clears throat> or Glacier Cats, sorry, Glacier Cats. Uh, the River Blades and the Glacier Cats, and they played at two separate arenas. And as you might expect, um, there's, not enough, there's not enough fan base in Arkansas to support two minor league hockey teams. Turns out there's not enough 
fan base to support one minor league hockey team. We don't have any hockey anymore. Uh, but I did go catch a couple of games. Um, and, uh, you know, not knowing the mechanics, I enjoyed myself. Um, yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun. I was, I, since nobody came, you could get right down to the, you know, mm-hmm. the plexiglass. And, right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. If you don't know anything, you know, honestly, it's a fun game to watch. It is. Uh, in my opinion. But yeah. I can't imagine many hockey players come from Arkansas. Uh, probably not a lot. No. Uh, ice skating oh. is, is definitely not something we go do a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it always, honestly, it always makes me laugh that there's hockey based in Florida. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and they uh, have they have two teams, one of which is really good. That's so. impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. They are. Well, there's hockey in Arizona too, right? And San Jose. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's uh, a yeah. it's the it's, it's quite the sport the world over now. It's it's like watching um it's like being able to watch, you know, soccer or football depending on mm-hmm. which part of the world you're listening. Uh you know, if you don't know the rules of the game, you can still watch it, I think and appreciate the athleticism and uh, Oh, for sure. You like I um I'll watch football just if someone else is watching it. I won't usually turn it on myself. Soccer I've never watched a whole game because I honestly I just get bored. But I do I can, <laughs> can appreciate the amount of running that they have to do up and down that soccer field. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. It looks bigger than a football field, if you ask me. It's not, though. So Actually, they are almost exactly the same size. I'm uh, I'm sure they are, but I, I think, just... Uh, I think they're the same size if you include the goal, uh, the end zones in, on a football mm. field. Uh, but they do not stop. There's I know. No that's way. what it is. Yeah. Like, football, there's, like, maybe five seconds of running for most of those guys. Nope. Nope. Soccer is like you run for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's running until they're not. And yeah. then you make so I can difference. definitely appreciate it. But there's a lot of sports I just can't watch. Um, so hockey is just my main go to there. Well, you know, I'm sorry that the game the game turned out poorly for you. Ah, uh, it's you know, honestly, it's probably just because I wasn't really raised with soccer. Like I never really played it as a kid, except in like gym class. Um <laughs> So I'm sure that if, like, I had been exposed to either playing soccer on a team or, like, you know, going to games, you know, high school games or whatever, like, it might have played a bigger part in my life, but True. didn't. So. I did uh, I did play a little, but it was a community league. They didn't have soccer at my high school until after I graduated, mm. uh, or I probably would have been a little more athletic about it. Um, but uh, uh, I see in your background there – your flag hanging up. You've got the United Federation of Planets flag. I do. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a Star Trek fan at all, though. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> What's that about? Never it's even a, heard of it. Star <laughs> what now? Is so, that like I like a franchise or something? Uh, it's a TV show it was on oh, in the 60s. Okay. It's weird. Yeah. You know, Is it anything like Star Wars? <laughs> uh, absolutely not. <laughs> That is actually uh, a very big question, but no, it's I, I don't think the two are anything at all. Oh really. no, you can't you can't even compare them. Are you yeah. serious? One's fantasy, people are one's like Star fiction. Wars is better than Star Trek. I'm like they are not the same. They're, 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 it's apples and oranges. It's like saying this apple's better than this orange. It's well, no, they're both fruit. You, you know, they're not even in this. Yeah, <laughs> they're not even this like the same. They're not even like the same species. I yeah. just uh, what are you even they are about? so different. So, uh, t- well, talk about talk about Star Trek. Talk about Star Trek. How? Um, when did you come to? When did you come into Trekdom? 
Well, so I was basically born into it. My dad is a huge Trekkie. I mean, he's been watching it since it aired in the 60s. And he's like yet to miss a comic book release date. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know, I grew up on a lot of TOS reruns. And I remember s- seeing some of the TNG movies in the theaters. Um, so, you know, it was a big part of my life growing up. I mean... One of my favorite things was always putting up the uh, the Star Trek ornaments around Christmas time. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, cause my mom still gets him one every year. She oh, gets a so new good. one. Well, um, I, uh, that's that's the story. Like that was uh, uh, previously on Bad uh, Choices of Bourbon with other Kira. That was her story too. It was like you know I was born. She was born the year Voyager came out, and she was like, I'm pretty sure my dad just sat me in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, well, so I was born in '94, so yeah. I was born in like the end of the second season of DS9. Yeah. Um, yeah first so, contact, or not first yeah. contact, but generations. Mm-hmm. Hit um, so I on, I don't, while I'm sure I was old enough to watch Voyager at like towards the end of its run, um, I well, don't, I don't been, recall ever. Five, five or six no, years No, yeah, old. I never yeah. watched Voyager growing up. I, my, the first series I remember watching was Enterprise. All right. Um, we had a Wednesday night ritual. Like we would get picked up from Hebrew school and we'd go get a Papa John's pizza and we'd sit down and watch Star Trek Enterprise on UPN every Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because like before I did my rewatch of it, like (laughs) I honestly couldn't even remember much of it. I remembered Hoshi and Phlox were my favorites and that was about it. That was about it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, Trek was always there in, um, in my life but it didn't really make a comeback until like 2018 actually so um right after uh disco season one probably yeah so and disco really has nothing to do with it so what happened is so i was living out in vegas i moved out there in 2017 for work and my dad had been going to STLV, the big Star Trek convention, um, for a couple of years at that point. And so he asked me, like, do you want to go? Like, this, you know, you already live there. You might as well, you know, show up for a day or two Sweet. if you want. I was like, absolutely, I'll go. Because one of my dreams was to cosplay the Gorn Captain. Oh, nice. Um, which I did. <laughs> which I did, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Um, so... The following year, he's like, do you want to go again? I was like, absolutely. It was, oh, my God. The convention was so much fun. Um, I have so many fond memories from those that convention. But 2018 was DS9's 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, I had never seen an episode of DS9. Oh. I was always a TOS kid. I barely even watched TNG. Actually, up until this day, I still not have seen TNG all the way through. Wow. I am working my way through it. I know. It's, it's don't take actually. away my don't take away my Trekkie card. <laughs> no, there's no such and, thing. And it's like I know enough about the premises of TNG. I know the characters really well. I've seen all of the movies. Like I know TNG. I don't know it inside out. Right. Um but, so it's not like it really affected me that I hadn't seen it. Um, so up until that point, I hadn't seen a single episode of Deep Space Nine. So I was like, all right, I've got two months until the convention. Can I watch all seven seasons of Deep Space Nine to prep myself for whatever the convention will hold? Right. I finished 
the Monday before the convention. <laughs> my dad was due to arrive. Actually, my dad was due to arrive on t- the following day on Tuesday. And I actually ended up missing um, the USS Rio uh, had their welcome to the convention uh, meetup dinner at mm-hmm. the Gold Coast. Um, they have one like every year. And I actually ended up missing it because I was watching the finale of Deep Space Nine. Oh, wow. Wow. And there, I remember there was a day, it was like Saturday, I ended up watching like nine hours of Deep Space Nine back to back. Yeah, I had to get through it. And Deep Space Nine is a hard show to watch. Yeah, it's emotionally punchy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there is not a lot of filler episodes in that in that series. But, you know, I don't know what it was, but I was just I was like slingshotted into into the Star Trek fandom. I just absolutely found my footing and I took off running. I was obsessed with Deep Space Nine, especially Major be. Kira, yeah. especially Kira. Yeah. And it was honestly a little disconcerting. I texted my friend Ben and I was just like, so what happens if your name is Kira and you have a huge crush on a character named Kira? Like, <laughs> what does that make me? And he's just like, so you're basically the intendant. And I was like, who's the intendant? Oh, yeah. and just, like, just wait. Yeah. There you go. Um, I actually, <laughs> I have an intended Kira cosplay now too. So, um, but yeah, so that was, that was, I hold that as my reintroduction into Star Trek. It's all like Star Trek has been there my whole life, but that was like what launched me into Star Trek. It. And, and now it's like my thing. Um, you know, I eat, drink, sleep, breathe Trek at this point in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so the funny thing is, is that after I was done with Deep Space Nine, I was like, all right, I got to watch Voyager. I'd never seen it. Um, And so I made the mistake of starting Voyager after the convention was over. And I got maybe like a season and a half in and I had to stop because after every episode of Voyager, I was like, I got to watch an episode of Deep Space Nine. I just... (laughs) I was like pining for it. It was yeah. very bizarre. Oh no. I was just, oh. Voyager just couldn't hold my interest because I was just, I was just, I couldn't get away from DS9. It is such a, Deep Space Nine is such a unique um, yeah. uh, Trek uh, entity into it. And, and, you know, this, this point has been made by smarter folks than myself and my, you know, myself included at, at a certain point where, um, because of the things that Deep Space Nine did differently at the time that it did them, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't as well received uh, then, even amongst Trek fans, uh, as it has become as it's found its footing in you know a binge yep. streaming world uh, where uh, you know serial narrative has, is the expectation uh, rather than episodic narrative, which yeah. Trek has traditionally been. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, up until you know now, what almost all modern Trek being produced is is serially produced versus, yeah. um, except for like you know Lower Decks could arguably be episodic, <laughs> but they still built a story out of it, right? Right, right, right. Um, right. But yeah, to you know I. To, to wrap yourself in Deep Space Nine to the point that, you know, uh, that, you know, you obviously uh, love it as much as anyone as anyone could. Um, and then to go into the next thing being Voyager, yeah. it would God. be a big, you know, wait, so, wait, wait, where, where are consequences? Where are continuity? Right? So what <laughs> Why do ended you still up have happening? torpedoes? 
I actually ended up taking a huge social media break like that year, like around Christmas time of that year, like 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on like a two month hiatus, which for me is a long time. Yeah. Um, and I started reading a lot. I started reading like Trek books um, just to keep me in the loop because like I wasn't active in the fandom anymore kind of thing. And then I was just like, all right, you know, I think I'm ready to like start Voyager again. So I did, and I still found it hard to get through the first couple seasons. Um, but then once they, you know, once they got to like season three, season four, I like, I went through it like in the next couple months uh, and finished Voyager. And now Voyager is my comfort trick. If I need like a trek to fall asleep to, I put Voyager on. Um, don't get me wrong, I still absolutely love Deep Space Nine. Um, but if I hadn't taken that hiatus from social media, I don't know if I would have gotten into Voyager as much as I have. Um, so it's actually been really interesting. And it bugged me that Disco had come out at the same time as like Deep Space Nine's 25th. Uh-huh. Because as someone who was like so gung-ho about Deep Space Nine at that time... At the convention that year, Disco took over everything because it was Trek's new thing. So Deep Space Nine's 25th was like reserved for the Sunday of the convention, which is like the last day. day. And like no one's there. And like their panels end at like, yeah, everyone, their panels end at like 2 p.m. So, um, so, so a little bit, a little bit of grudge out of the gate, no pun intended, Mm. when it came to Disco. And don't, don't get me wrong, Disco's good. And, I enjoy watching it, but it is not my favorite. And it's, I think it, I don't know. I miss having filler episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, I miss having them do stupid things just for the heck of it. And I think it's gotten super cringy and gory to the point where like, I don't need to see some man's head explode, but I did. (laughs) You know, and it's not that it's not bad storytelling. It is. And the visual effects are amazing. But I'm just like, why is the Federation in danger every time I put this show on? <laughs> I just want, uh, you know, and I get that. I do. And I think, too, um, the shorter the shorter seasons of television these days are both a blessing and a curse. Curse. Uh, because, you know. It there are there in a 26, 20, you know, 22 to 26 episode season, there are going to be filler episodes that mm-hmm. while you know, we're happy to have them uh, because they tell maybe, like you said, an irreverent or, or and fun they give story us a break from the from the like, God. Yeah. Hello. We're in the middle of the Dominion War and suddenly they're playing baseball in the hollow suite. Yeah, like, I know. That's so great. Oh, I can't not show you uh, my, my you- Niners game ball. Yeah. Did um did you get that from uh oh god Kellen? What yep. Yeah, they made it yep. for me. Yeah, you know, well, I I yeah, bought it. Yeah, I noticed they Etsy were store, selling yeah. those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh so but yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh and I think too, you know, okay, we are talking, you know, give us 10, 10 episodes of story and 5 episodes of fluff. I think that's a fair balance, right? Yeah. Um because mm-hmm. I think too we as the audience need room to breathe, but I think the writers need room to breathe too because what what's 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 become uh, and and this is just this is me being objective, 
Uh, I absolutely love all Star Trek and will argue uh, for its existence. <laughs> but you take something like Picard or um, even uh, even a little bit of Discovery, Discovery Season 3, and you've got this big, you know, the big bad evil guy is lurking in the background, and you get through uh, 10 to 11 episodes, and, and it's been, you know, at a certain pace, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, only two episodes left. We got to go, 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 go. I and, know. And, and they then, just jam-packed so much into it. You know, like the closing the closing montage to the, the season finale, season three finale of Discovery was – it, it, it felt not only did it feel a little tacked on, but um, it also just it didn't feel organic in uh, relative to the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of you know we jumped ahead, uh, and, and you know I love that season. I love Discovery. It's uh, I love it a lot for a lot of reasons. Mostly because it represents uh, the fact that we're making modern Trek. Um, it's telling stories that that I have a fun time watching, but I also have. Um, my uh criticisms of it uh and and, you know we'll see what strange new worlds brings i think that we might find a way back to some of that irreverent trek and then you know we're so used to having all of our trek in one thing at a time right it's Mm. that trek you know there's just so much now there is now and and, well and there's there's more being made that kind of that that is a catering rather than a buffet yeah right and so with like the next generation you get seven seasons of, of of impactful television like that um but that was you know, the fact that Deep Space Nine ran concurrently for about a season was with, weird. Yeah, that was yeah. Great. yeah you know, and then it overlapped with Voyager. Yeah, and so there was kind of always this bleed in to the next thing, um, mm-hmm. but there was only ever the one thing. And you, you know, as fans, it wasn't as accessible to go back and rewatch it. We couldn't, we couldn't right, flood right, our right, lives right. with it without investing hundreds of dollars in all the VHS mm-hmm. uh, because you know, they, oh yeah, only two episodes of tape. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do the math. Do the math. There's like, you know, Jesus. There's like, I don't know, 100, 200 and something episodes of Trek, and you put up doing yeah. it's a hundred tapes. They're like twenty five bucks a piece. <laughs> Um, but I think that has something, you know, I, that, I think that's why they're, they're doing as many productions as they are now is that each one fills a different kind of storytelling. They can condense these seasons. Um, but a lot of it, I still think, you know, we'll see what season four discovery brings. I think there's still, maybe that's when they hit that stride, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you think about it, most of the Trek series didn't hit their good stuff until three or four seasons in and you have these lower count seasons and episode episode count wise you know this yeah. this will be the season that they get into that into that groove um yeah. I, i'm excited from the news from uh, for picard season two uh uh you know i'm yeah i'm gunning for a uh, i want to see a uh a, a guinan versus q um, right fight. you know i think that would be perfect yeah um throw some other people in there get cisco involved you know i hope I, yeah, because actually someone pointed this out. I saw this on Tumblr. If you watch that uh, trailer for Picard season two, there is a Bajoran artifact mm-hmm. um, in there that mm-hmm. was broken to release the uh, 
pa wraiths and yeah. the prophets where the reckoning came from that's right and uh so you know you ostensibly uh aside from their first encounter uh q in the continuum would be aware of the cisco and oh, uh, yeah. yeah oh for sure you know i wonder i wonder what it's like to get cosmically punched in the face by ben cisco <laughs> versus just regular punched in the face <laughs> oh my god what a thought oh man just i <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting bringing up Picard because I obviously, obviously I watched the first season and I enjoyed it immensely because I love Seven because mm -hmm. I love Voyager. Oh, so but now that. I'm like trying to watch TNG. Mm -hmm. So I actually just watched Measure of a Man for the first oh, time, man, yeah. which was made made Picard, the show, make a whole lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that one, uh, you know, to, there, there are a few... Um, there are a few, there are probably half dozen plus plus Nemesis uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, First Contact and Nemesis actually would be a good. Uh, but there are half dozen episodes of TNG that would that are all the backfiller you need to get the the presence of what's going on. Picard, Picard, the Measure yeah. of a Man is one. Uh, although uh, Bruce Maddox is played by a different actor in yeah. uh, Picard, in Picard. Which, uh, John Ailes, real John Ailes. He's uh, John Ailes as fuck on uh, uh, Twitter. He's pretty good. That pretty good guy. He's actually. Um, um, super progressive, big, uh, big social fighter and, um, uh, really good photographer. So follow him. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And, I will uh, do know, play crazy Bruce Maddox. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but that one, you know, and then you've got Iborg, um, mm -hmm. uh, descent one and two kind of set the stage for where all that goes. Uh, where and of Hugh course, comes of, from. Yeah. And then best of both worlds part one. And two, right. Obviously. Yeah. Mm. And I, <laughs> I still need to watch those episodes, but you know, I'm trying to watch them in order and, it's hard right now because I'm only on season two and like. Oh, uh, where are you in season two? Halfway through. Okay, so yeah. season two is better than it gets season credit for. Season one. It's very, it's very much better than season one. It's better than it gets credit for. It does yeah. have, uh, it does have its uh, set of problematic episodes. Um, let's be honest. Almost every episode that involves uh, uh, Deanna as the focus, or um, mm. not, not in season two, but uh, uh, Crusher as the focus, are going to be problematic. Yeah. Um, well. But uh, what, what, as okay, so coming from coming from season one and into season two, what are your thoughts on Doctor Pulaski? Okay, so when I when she was first introduced, <laughs> I was like. First, I was confused. Okay. I was like, where the fuck's Crusher? I knew, <laughs> I obviously going into this, I knew Pulaski was a character at some right, point. Right. Because um, just like I know things from being raised with this stuff. And so when she was first introduced, I was like, God, what a bitch. She's just so like demanding and controlling. And like now on the halfway through season two, I'm like, you know, she's really not that bad. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, she's a good physician. Mm hmm. Um, and you know, I, I do like her and I don't think the, like from a character's perspective, I don't think they give her enough credit as right. much as they should. Um, because she, she's just, you know, she's a boss yeah. and I think that intimidates people like Picard. Yep. So, you know, she um, shows up to the first day of work and he's like, is the doctor reported in? No, she's, she's like, in she's 10 forward. Doing her job, man. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, where's the doctor? She's like, is she's in 10 forward. I was just like, oh, is she going to be one of those? It's going to be one of those. Because I forgot, well, like, the first episode of season two is um, Deanna's weirdo pregnancy. Yep. So, one of several. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. 
um, yeah. but yeah, no, the, her introduction is, uh, uh, and for me, you know, I was almost maybe around 13 when second season of TNG premiered. And so, um, you know, of course the first thing that I remembered that I latched onto and that a lot of people, a lot of fans, especially around my age was that she was mean to data. Yeah. You know? Oh, she was, she was mean to data. like that scene with his name. Yeah. I was like, and, and you know, here in, the, here in the age of where we, we need to affirm our identities, it stands out yeah. uh, pretty egregiously. But I counter with um, she had she knew who Data was. She obviously, I think, knew the correct pronunciation of his name. She was. Yeah, I think she, she was might testing have been... him mm. to a scene yeah, where he would she assert asked, himself. She asked him that question right mm -hmm. at the end of that. Yeah. Well, thing. what's the She's difference? She's like, oh, my, yeah. Yeah. One's my name uh, and the other is not. One's my name. One's yeah. not. Exactly. And she's and like, think... oh, my God, did I hurt your feelings? <laughs> <laughs> See, she's feeling them out. She's just, she's, yeah. she, so, she yeah. doesn't give anybody slack and Dana's yeah. just anybody. No. Yeah, no, you know? I think, I think she's, you know, she is a decent character and I'm kind of growing into more respect for her at this I point. I appreciate that. Well, uh, yeah. it is, it is, is a she sad only. Note. Is she only in the second season? Yeah, she's Crusher, only Crusher in the second. Crusher comes back. Mm -hmm. Crusher comes That's back at season three, uh, but uh, and they don't ever follow up with the fate of Doctor Pulaski. So as far as mm -hmm. I know, the animal Dar is still with us. Maybe we can maybe we can get some closure on on the good. Yeah, doctor right. Uh, Has she ever like been to a convention? I don't know, but you know, she's not. It's not just she was in Trek in two other roles in the original series. So she's not, was she really? Yeah, oh she's wait, played two different. Uh, she's yep. the. The it's lady with back. the with the glowy ambassador that Spock looks at. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Spock's brain was that yeah. Spock the Spock's brain no, episode? No, no, Spock's brain is else? awesome though. Uh, no, it was a different. But one. I, I know what you're talking about. And then she's uh, she's a uh, those red as, those as red the red visor, exactly. right? Yep, that's the one. Yeah, she's in that one, and she's in another episode as a different character, which they you know did all the time back in the day. Uh, but yeah, so she was not unfamiliar to Trek when she came to the role, and so also. Cool. Um, you know, uh, she uh, she initiates uh, uh, David or not uh, David Data's um, uh, most uh, uh, you know capable foil uh, in Professor Moriarty. Mm. Uh, you know, oh, that, whole, that episode was great, isn't it? Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. that episode and was good. She uh, and and she was there for that too. And she she um, I can't recall the specifics, but she is there in a in a supportive capacity during uh the measure of a man as well and uh, and in the game uh no it's not the game um it's the one where he uh data beats the the guy at the you know when they're doing this to play the game the strategy game have you seen that one yet i don't think so i okay. think i'm not there that's yet a fun, that's a fun spot coming up you'll you'll enjoy this but yeah. is this are you talking about the game game with the weird no, it's that um, they wear. it's got a it's it's got a an alien comes on. He's like an efficiency uh, person who's gonna uh, you know make the, um, the enterprise strategies that much more efficient. But him and Data end up playing this game. But the the they put these little uh, things on. There no, no, I'm not I'm not there yet. Oh well, you you got that to look forward something to. to look forward to. Yeah, something to look forward to. <laughs> Great moments with Data and yeah. Doctor Pulaski. Well, good deal, good deal. So uh, out of all the movies, where do you Ooh. stand on the movies? What's your favorite movie? So I have two favorites, but they're both from different series, That's so fine. I can't I can't rank them. Mm -hmm. My favorite TOS movie is The Voyage Home. Okay. Um, I absolutely love the one with the whales, as you can imagine <laughs> why. I'm a marine biologist, yeah, and right? I love humpback whales are my favorite whale. The hell they um, are your whales. Yeah. <laughs> the hell they are my favorite whales. <laughs> 
Well, that's uh, that is uh, awesome because um, while it's it's changed over the years, uh, I was um, I was very young when that came to theaters. Uh, was that 1986? So I'd have been 11. Um, and uh, I remember going to the theater. My uncle took me, or we went together. He was just a little bit older than me, so we, you know, somebody took us there, and we went and saw this together. Um, but uh, I remember where I sat in the theater, and I remember being there ahead of the crowd, um, and uh, being able to be down in front of the the seats and in front of the big screen and everything. Um, but uh, more importantly. Uh, the computer that Scotty uses to uh, create transparent aluminum is uh, a Mac. It's a Mac Plus. And hello, computer. Hello, computer. And I have one. I have that model of computer <laughs> in my shed. I'm going to uh, – last time Last time I uh, I could put it all together, it did turn on. I doubt it will now. Yeah. But that was about 10 years ago still. Uh, but, yeah, the computer itself is from 1986 as well. I mean, well. so – you know, I obviously I like I grew up watching those movies um, and I can as a kid, I could remember snippets of them, like from the motion picture. My sister's name is Ilea. Oh, so nice. it's not spelled the same, but it's close enough. Yeah. Um. So like I could remember V'ger and Ilea and that ugh, super long scene of uh, Spock going through all those different. Um, There's stinkers. Yeah, tra- exactly. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trek um, is weird. <laughs> I remember there were parts of the Wrath of Khan I wasn't allowed to watch, like the bugs crawling in. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that creeped the hell out of you. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I wasn't allowed to yeah. see them. Um, I remember Search for Spock pretty well because Spock was always my favorite TOS character. And so I, I remember seeing those bits. But I think... Um, Number four stands out in my mind the most as a child because it had animals involved and I was an animal lover. Um, and I think that's why it was my favorite is because it's the one with animals. And it's nope. the, I think out of the six of them, it's the most fun. Um, well, and it has absolutely nothing at all to do with the fact that shooting on location on present day Earth is cheaper. Has nothing right, at right, all no, to do with that. that, would, that those would be, time travel episodes, you know. <laughs> it's a dumb reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, hey, why are we doing a gangster uh, v- uh, episode? Uh, TOS got nothing to do with the fact that we mm-hmm. got a Chicago backlot. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all we um, need down here is some fancy heaters. So, yeah, Voyage Home will always be my favorite. Um, it is the most fun. It's got whales in it. I love humpback whales. Um, they're great. They're great. I think they're and, way smarter than we are too. Oh God, whales are so intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Um, I mean, look at the brain pan, y'all. It's much bigger than ours. (laughs) I know that doesn't have everything to do with it, but come on. (laughs) Yeah. Brain size is really. Um, I mean, look at the size of my brain. I'm pretty stupid. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) As my kids say, that's big brain stuff, Dad. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, And then my favorite TNG movie is First Contact. Ah, you a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah, I love I First Contact. Absolutely oh my God. love First Contact. Um, I, I, I will, I will like, I like to nitpick that movie because I love it so much that um, addressing sure. its flaws gives me a, a small piece of joy because it's almost flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Biggest, so tell me about this. Tell me about this. Okay, Let, let's have it. Let's have a talk here because uh, <laughs> I have a theory. <clears throat> you know, uh, you've seen Lower Decks, right? 
course. Okay, and so we get we get that moment in in that most glorious episode where where we we celebrate the most important person uh, in Starfleet Chief O'Brien. history, Chief <laughs> O'Brien. Okay, so two important words there: person and Starfleet. Um, I will argue. Uh, that Lily Sloan is the Ooh. most important person in human history. Mm. Uh, we don't make warp travel without Lily making it happen. She told all the Yo, boys to no. get their shit in line right? and get it done. Let's go, Captain Ahab. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then, and then, and then had her seat on the Phoenix stole by a white man. Yep. Mm. Well, you know, that's how the patriarchy works. Colonialism <laughs> all the way back to 2063, y'all. <laughs> oh. I mean, anyway. listen, that's only 42 years away, so it it's definitely, gonna it's going to be exactly, <laughs> we're not going to change in 42 years. Yeah, no, right. It's going to be just that. It's it will gonna be It's going to be that. a white man. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, we're not getting to the Trek future now. And I'm like, you still, you realize like, we still have look five at how years it before starts. the atomic horror, right? I mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the eugenics wars. We have to go through Mad Max before we can get to Star Trek. That's true. And that, you know, like they say, it gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I love first contact. Um, I, I, the, the problems that I have with it are quibbles. Honestly, there's, um, they, they can't decide how many decks does the enterprise E have right. even within the same <laughs> script. Uh, and which is, which is always one of the things I point out when they're like, they're breaking continuity. And I'm like, really, bro? <laughs> It's a time travel it's episode. Come on, right? Um, but yeah, no, it's a fantastic. So, so you said you had—is it two or three movies that you had? That were favorite? Two. two? Um, okay, I so. can't, I remember snippets about generations that I liked, but I was never happy with the fact that they killed off Kirk in that that movie. <sighs> I don't remember much about Nemesis, to be honest. I did see it in theaters. Okay. I remember seeing it in theaters, but I, I have to go back and watch it. And Nemesis um, also plays better after Picard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like or I said, I'm making I'm gonna Picard. I'm making my way through the series, and then I'm gonna rewatch all the movies. See, I can never um, hear someone say that without ever being playing in my head, though. Making my way downtown. Da, 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 da. Making my way downtown, walking fast. Um, <laughs> insurrection. How my brain works. Was weird. But I really enjoyed seeing Data walk underwater. So I had to. Okay. So talking talking the weak Trek films. We didn't talk about the weak Trek films. Star Trek Five. Star Trek, in my opinion, Insurrection. Um, I there there are there are two kinds of Trek fans. Insurrection is weak, or Nemesis is weak, and there are very few of us who kind of find a way to appreciate both of them. I've always been a fan of Nemesis. Folks want to tear it down. They don't like it. I understand why, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but. I worked, uh, I actually worked in a movie theater for First Contact, uh, Insurrection, oh. and Nemesis. So um, I didn't, I wasn't in theater, uh, employed by a theater when Generations was released, but I did, uh, I did see it every showtime available the day it premiered. I bought like four tickets. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, went and went, wore a big old toy, you know, con badge. And oh yeah, no, it was a huge nerd. Um, <clears throat> all I was like, Mm, I was uh, 19, 19, uh, 18. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was a huge nerd. Uh, so to me, Insurrection, though, always felt like a, just like an extended episode. You know, mm. nothing, nothing real. It was like nothing, a filler movie. Yeah, like a filler movie. Um, and I just, it just was just like, huh, kind of, huh. Yeah, you it was know? like kind of slow. Yeah, it felt deflated. Like there wasn't a lot going on. Looking back now, the effects don't hold up well. 
It looks very, it yeah. looks very uh, three, three, 3D CGI'd. Uh, contrast to the effects in Nemesis where the Enterprise looks great, uh, mm -hmm. the effects hold up, and the battle choreography is actually pretty fantastic. Um, yeah. The backstory of, of Shinzon, I, I really like. Anyway, that's me. Uh, but um, what, uh, what is your favorite episode of TOS? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with the arena. Okay. Just because I love, I just have always loved the Gorn. Okay, I really so don't know why. Break that down for. Okay, you don't know why. To the to break no, to the me. point where my dad had those little collectors like plushies mm -hmm. things, and one of them was the you know there was there was like a Romulan, there was an Andorian, there was a Ferengi, um, there was uh, I think a Targ, and there was a Gorn, and I cut the tags off of my dad's mint collection oh. gorn oh you did though did you <laughs> i did he was so angry oh no and he has since then found his own replacements for it and given me his original collection of it um i just loved the gorn and i really don't know why he's just so cool and giant lizard man um and, he needs a lozenge, and, though. Yeah, and I just... That was my first cosplay. I was like, I have to cosplay the Gorn. Amazing. Um, and Amazing. my mom helped me make a Gorn costume. So, But I don't get me wrong. There are plenty of really good uh, TOS episodes. So but... I... Uh, I my Probably the first episode of Trek that I ever saw would be... Um, I'd have to say Devil in the Dark. Oh, uh, which still stands out as a that. great episode. Um, and what reason being uh, is that it it had I recall it just as being the first time I considered sentience outside of humanity, you know, um, and that uh, that intelligence doesn't look like people Us. necessarily, right? Exactly, and um, and and of all things, you know, you you mentioned Spock being your favorite TOS character. Spock is just my favorite character. Um, I really had to come around to, you know, out, out of all of Trek, it, he's the one who, even 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 all the analogs that came after, you know, you have Odo, who's ostensibly Spock extended, and Data, right, and Spock Data, extended, and, and the, the EMH, and, Seven, yeah. and, and all of these are different explorations of that, uh, that hum, you know, humanity. duality of humanity, right, and, um, but of all of the people who the emotionless alien is the one who teaches us this creature feels pain. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that is a uh, and there's a there's a <clears throat> there's a kind of a depressing story about that moment. I don't know if you've ever heard, um, you know, uh, Leonard uh, was channeling an actual painful moment for him, like an emotionally painful oh, moment for himself to for that for that to bring out that emotion. Yeah. And then after, you know, after cut like Shatner, Shatner was some kind of a dick, which, you know, was. tracks. Because, you know, that's that's Bill Shatner. Yeah. Bill Shatner. Right? Yeah, that's my guy. That's right. You know, you know what it is. You know what it is. I always call yeah. him Shitner. What a dick. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, you can love him or hate him, but I'll just be indifferent. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Which is the, which is the coldest. You of see, revenges. for me, is like I love Jim Kirk as a character, but yep. I hate Bill Shatner. So it's yep. like you can obviously separate the character from the actor because 
not every Trek celebrity is as good as their characters are. Nope, and and, and I, that's and that's okay. I know several yeah. that are assholes. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> it just themselves. is what it is. They, it is. They've got egos miles wide, and that's just the way it is. So. And um, you know, it, it's a uh, it. The character is not the person who played them, um, and sometimes we get we get a window into that. Uh, yeah. I. You know, I have to hold two arguments in my head simultaneously regarding the fact that Chris Pine is the better Kirk, but would he be as good as if it weren't for Bill? Right. Mm, you know, that's is an Kirk, interesting is Kirk, point. Is Kirk Kirk without the way Bill Shatner played him? Yeah. And would Chris Pine's Kirk be Kirk without that? Without that, that. Right? probably not. Yeah, and and honest. so you know, it's like yeah, you got to take the good with the bad and and roll it all together, yeah. and, and then you know, fast forward. 55 years and you have 800 some odd hours of Star Trek to watch. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then yeah. you get some crazy dude on the internet asking you, which one's your favorite hour out of 800? I was just like, this one. <laughs> this one particular hour. It's like, you're only allowed. Cause sometimes the Star Trek like social media will post like, what's your favorite episode of Voyager? Or what's your favorite? Ep-? I was like, I have watching. to pick one. Yeah, yeah that's like, always whatever like one's it. on TV yeah. currently. I don't know. That's like, my are you talking for, like, um... are you talking about like a really serious episode or do you want me to pick a fun episode? Oh, like... You make a great point. I'm going to come back to that. And, uh, but it's like people, you know, it's like they want to give you shit for watching fun stuff like Mission Impossible. What's your favorite Mission Impossible movie? The one I'm watching right now, except for Mission I... Impossible 2, because that one's garbage. <laughs> You know, John Woo. Right. Um, but uh, uh, you know, uh, coming back to that, what is it that you're? What is it that you're into? Um, I've seen so many people like, how do you? I mean, that's we're talking. That's a stack. Of, that's a big stack of DVDs, y'all, to get into 800 hours of TV. Right. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a lot, and I get that, and it's getting more difficult. I don't know if it's difficult, but it, it's definitely a challenge to how do we continue to introduce new fans. Um, you know, uh, uh, who are aged up a little, I say, you know, cause obviously we have prodigy and we have uh, yeah. these other, these other uh, vehicles to get kids or, or younger audiences to pay attention. But someone comes to you, you know, you, you have a contemporary comes to you and they say, uh, you know, Kira, uh, how do I get into Star Trek? Well, that's a huge question. You know, where do you start? Like, I, you know, I have with- been asked this question before and I always tell them start with TOS because that's where it all started and yeah the special effects are awful it was the 60s give them some slack and yes not all of the writing reflects you know it reflects the time that it was written in so it's it's, uh contemporaneously progressive is the way i like to view it uh but it is not unproblematic Uh, yeah um, obviously, like we're gonna nitpick a lot of the things that you know, the misogyny, especially that's yeah, but in there's it. Also, that one time, like that Kirk holds a giant styrofoam dildo. So you know, that's I mean, true. Good stuff <laughs> <in it. laughs> I, some uh, give, some take. I, I, I was always like, somebody, that's a manip, man. Somebody, somebody made that, and then that episode came on. I was like, nope, giant styrofoam dildo. <laughs> And he was okay with it. I and guess. He was okay with it. I guess you know, so um, gonna build being a dick. So yeah, I can't. I can't like, yes, my favorite treks are DS9 and Voyager, but I cannot tell someone to start with those shows if they don't know the basis of where those shows are coming from, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is why I say start with TOS, because that was the start. And you can figure out your own way from there, because TOS, 
doesn't leave you being like, all right, we're going into TNG next. There's no, no overlap. Doesn't. There isn't. Yeah, there's 20 years in between TNG and, and TOS. So, like, there's you can do whatever you want after you finish TOS. Or you watch a couple episodes and, you know, go on to something else. That doesn't matter. That's true. So. I've kind I always of taken tell the people, approach of like, what do you like? What kind of stories do you like? Because Trek has yeah. so much now. You know, if you like a mystery, if you like a spy thriller, yeah. we got all of it. You know, yeah. uh, so if you just want a hodgepodge, uh, you know, like a, yeah. a special interest list, you can do that. Right. Or you can you dig want, right in from like, the front. You want feel good episodes? Like, I'll give you the funniest, my favorite funniest episodes from TNG. And, top uh, top of the TNG. mind. What's your from favorite funniest? DS9. Oh, God. <laughs> from DS9, you've got Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite yeah, and Fascination. Nice. Yeah. Those two episodes are hilarious. You get to Voyager, I'm talking like message in a bottle. Okay. Like great. <laughs> what about uh Live Fast and Prosper? Oh God, even better. I just <laughs> Tinker Tenor Doctor Spy, yep. like oh, so good, good, good stuff. So good. Um you know, if I want, like last night, I was just like, you know what? I'm feeling watching Voyager to put myself to sleep. I put on Future's End, part one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Um good stuff so, too yeah no, so, those are good good episodes voyager is i mean you know this this sounds ridiculous to say it out loud just because obviously but it is the most 90s star trek oh uh, yeah there is there are okay so you have sarah silverman you mm -hmm. have ed bagley jr in the same mm -hmm. episode you have uh jason alexander guest stars you have yep. uh, Lori petty Think guest tank. stars you have um, you have uh, Sukatse, <laughs> you get The Rock. Um, yes. And, and Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine is oh my God. in the hallway. I mean, that show, there's a there's a 90s luminary for every season of Voyager. Uh, nope. It's almost like they tried. Uh, but uh, no, that always boggles my mind that you get to, and And to think of <clears throat> a couple things with... Future's in, you know, there was uh, there was a there's a universe where Sarah, Sarah joined the show. Uh, she came really back with. Yeah, she travels back with them and she's on voyage. That's which hilarious. Great. Yeah. Uh, and there's a universe where year of hell was an entire season of TV. <laughs> well, how great would that have been? Yeah. Because, you know, eventually, you know, Red Foreman's going to break that timepiece off in your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when people ask me, where do I start? I'm just like, just, you know, what? there's so start much. Start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, that's, a good, that's good advice. Yeah. Because there's just, like I said, there's just so much, especially nowadays, you know, with all these new shows coming out, like you're not going to understand half of them if you don't understand where Star Trek came from um, at its roots. Plus you're, so. you're, you know, you get the majority of the, the uh, foibles and warts out of the way early, you know, yeah, uh, true. you get through the original series and, um, uh, becomes increasingly less problematic through the years. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I say that, and every time I say it, it sounds like I'm trying to take something away from, from the franchise, and I'm not. Um, like, it's, it's contemporary. It is, it is what it was when it was yeah. made, um, and you can frame that and appreciate that, uh, but you also, I think it's important to remind ourselves of that so we can accept and recognize where we have grown to. Uh, mm -hmm. Seeing what Trek is today um, doesn't matter as much if you don't see where it came from. Right. And understand you can't appreciate it as much either. I don't think so. And then, you know, understanding that it has always been as socially progressive as it was allowed to be. Right. Star Trek was never political. What are you talking about? Oh, really? 
<laughs> I think Michelle Nichols has entered the chat. She has some things to say about that. Uh, you know, also, Star Trek isn't gay, and there's literally George Takai with his shirt off, sweaty with a sword. Right? <laughs> no, Star Trek is so gay. <laughs> it's super gay, yo. Literally, like... <laughs> As a queer person, I'm telling you right now, Star Trek is gay. I love it. And like, all Star Trek's not gay, and Star Trek's like rainbows. I know. <laughs> all, like, of our, we tried, all of our uniforms we tried, are rainbows. We tried so hard to make this cishet straight relationship, and I'm just like, this is a queer polyamorous couple. I don't know what the fuck you're, what talking, you're talking about. about. <laughs> you know, hey, look, all I'm saying is, um, you know, and we and- deserved Kira Dax. We did. We did. Listen, okay. Fuck so... Garish here. Give me Kira Dance. <laughs> Let's have it all. Let's have it all. And you know, and it's and it's even called out like um you know, it's 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 DS9 is just like passively progressive in oh, its God. dialogue. DS9's the gayest of all of oh, them. Oh, it's super gay. It's the best gay. Uh, but they uh, like even Odo is like you know attention, uh, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary, uh, non-binary and all and all androgynous, androgynous creatures. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nope. it's yep. so great. And then um, of course, and like if you think whole... about it, even Kira and Odo is not a straight relationship. Nope. I've done a podcast on this Mega because queer. Odo is. Yeah, Odo's genderless. He's a mm-hmm. pile of goo. Mm-hmm. He, so. and he's, he's, you know, he made that point. He's like, he's like, I am this form because this is the form that I was yeah. shown. Not I because, mimicked. Yeah, I mimicked a form. That's what I do. And uh, but yeah, it is, um, you know, and you have you have the perfect example. Uh, friends, listen here. You, you need to reevaluate your life at a couple points. OK, if you take an examination of the Catholic Church and they are more socially progressive than you reevaluate yourself okay and if you look at the klingon empire and klingons are more socially progressive than you reevaluate your life okay so what i'm saying is is when jadzia meets core and he's like curzon and she's like jadzia and he's like jadzia yeah right yeah do it every time done done that's how it works um you know uh and and just uh, people ask and we've been having a lot of conversations uh about uh, trans rights and and you know just human rights yeah. as as, hey, as as that. Tell extension. me about it. I'm a trans person myself, exactly. so it's and you know this being, shit affects me exactly, exactly. And that's you know that is it's been our dinner table conversation with uh, myself, my wife, and our our boys and um, what it means. Good. You know, oh yeah, thank you because you know we even talked about it this morning and it's 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 just it's coming into like for me understanding pronouns is you will passively use. They them in a singular in a singular oh yeah context no and people they it. they don't even know it. Exactly. I've brought this point up many times before because my pronouns are they them. Mm-hmm. So I have this conversation with lots of people who just whine and complain to me about how hard saying they them in a sentence is. It is. Really <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not at all. I'm like, okay, who was on the phone? What'd they have to say? Hmm. Ta-da. And and that was you know and that was that was one of our earlier conversations was uh, was was Trish coming around to okay how do pronouns work and why are they important and we had that conversation and once I pointed out that you do use they and them singularly all the time just all as time. a matter of grammar and you don't realize it yeah she's like oh okay you know and then for me and and the argument that I make is. Okay, let's look at my legal birth certificate. Let's not because it has my age on it. But let's look at my legal birth certificate that says my name is Daniel James Decker. Okay, Daniel, right? Got no problems with that as my name. I honestly don't. I didn't get to choose it, but I, I, I like it. But I am not Daniel. I'm Dan. 
And yeah. when I told you, Kira, that my name is Dan, you accepted me as Dan and yeah. you will call yeah. me Dan. Right? I won't ever call you anything else exactly. unless you ask me exactly. to. And that is the, it, how is that not that easy is my question. Well, the funniest thing is, is like you can be walking your dog down the street and someone will come up like, oh, that's a nice dog. What's his name? I'm like, well, actually her name is blah, blah, blah. Yeah, when you and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, even that, but just like the fact that it's so easy for people to correct themselves when yeah. they misgender a dog, right. but suddenly it's a comes to a person and it's too complicated to do for them. Like I'm a sentient being who can assert my identity. Why is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love dogs, but why is this dog getting more respect than me as um, a person? You know, and uh, ostensibly at this point, my dog is a male just by his genetics. He has no nuts. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, and nor does the male cat, which often gets misgendered well, in then, this house as a you, girl. <laughs> well, then you get to the other people who are like, women are so much more than their genitals. And then we'll turn around and be like, um, trans women aren't women because of their genitals. And I'm like, what? I can't with these arguments, though. I really can't. Right? Uh, does that make it I don't any have sense to, I, That's not even my lived experience. It's just frustrating for me as someone who has to... You know, like the, trying the to turfs help. out yeah. there, they're just so their arguments make no sense. Nope. It's so, um, yeah, it, I, it's uh, equality isn't for me or for you or for that person or this person based on the fact that you know I'm a cishet white man in the south right. and and that you're uh, you know a trans person in the north or our skin color equality is equality, right? It's it's mm -hmm. it. I just don't understand how we have to continue to find ways to other each other. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been, we continue to fight what are well, on the surface, these same battles, right? I, well, bigotry. Giving, giving us rights doesn't take yours away. Well, and they're not ours to give. They're yours to have. It's not, I mean. <laughs> well, that's, you know. well, that's what people are saying. Yeah. Oh, I, I you know? yeah, I know. You want to speak in the, you want to speak in the parlance and the nomenclature. Yeah, um, Jesus. You know, I, I often say you can tell a lot about someone about what side do they decide to solve the equation on. Um, like uh, when it comes to um, income inequality or, uh, you know, social assistance, um, which which way do you start to do the math will tell me a whole lot about who you are. Mm, um, interesting point. You know, where do you see the numbers? And if people are your variable, you're doing the math wrong. Wrong. <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people. Exactly. Empathy is so, you know, that as, as a, someone with a lot of empathy, um, uh, there are just, there are only a few emotions that I can't grasp and hate and greed are the two things that I can't can't empathize with yeah and um, like i'm even as you know a queer person um someone who doesn't identify as you know cishet like i'm still working on myself because i was raised with biases yeah exactly. and to this day i'm still working on it and that's fine like as long as you're not going backwards, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's a, that was part of the conversation today too, was like, as, as let's say gender becomes a spectrum or sexuality becomes a spectrum, um, or just a, you know, literally the rainbow of, of how I don't, I don't see it that way, you know, from necessarily a sexuality point of view. I see it from a, um, uh, 
honestly, well, just like a platonic love for look, me, you know. One th- one thing I read once that really stuck with me is like, so if boys are blue and girls are pink, that doesn't make every other gender a shade of purple. Right. Exactly. So there's somewhere there's all that in between, right? Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like I was I was explaining that, um, you know, we have it's, it's X, Y and XX is just that's just genetics. Um, yeah. You know, the the broad uh, yeah. uh, pan of people who are in between that. And for me, like, you know, I I just want to love the the next person over, you know, um, as long as they're not being a hateful piece of shit. Yeah. I've got room. There you go. You know. Um, exactly. And then if I can talk them out of being a hateful piece of shit, I'm going to try. I'll and tell it, you, though, it's really hard to talk harder. people out well, of being oh, We have seem so to hard. have self-sorted pretty, pretty definably. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, uh, every time I see these uh, these polls, these statistical polls being reported, you know, uh, invariably there are 30, 25 to 30% of people who make, you know, who answer incorrectly. <laughs> As it were, and you're just like, yeah. There's always going to be that thirty percent assholes out there that are just one hundred percent assholes. Um, but Ugh. you know, it is what it is, and all we can do it, is I'm continue just, to fight our fight, right? I'm just tired. I, just, I can I'm only so imagine. Tired. I'm so tired. Well, and that, uh, that's a thing too. Is as an ally, it is important for us to to find to find room and time and space to have these conversations in a way that doesn't open traumas Um, well it's also not a queer person's job to educate you like yeah we can help you along but you got to do your own fucking footwork yeah well and two how do you how would you feel as as, put yourself if you can't if you can't put yourself on the other side of the conversation you're having i i I just don't know how to help you there um you know and um if you cannot listen there there i some of my some of my struggles are self inflicted, um, and but that gives me an experience to uh, to empathize with you with right. I understand that um, you know there are parts of your life that make you who you are that you don't have control over, and you want to be comfortable with those parts of your life, and that's you should be allowed that you know, and you shouldn't have to. Um, you know, I for instance, uh, you know, I only have uh, only have one eye. This eye is artificial. And sometimes, you know, I, I've told that story a million times or more and mm-hmm. I'll tell it again. But at the same time, I got to tell the story again, you know? Right. Yeah. Is this no. a lot? Well, that's the it's thing. The thing is, like with queer people, you don't come out just once. Nope. You come out every single day of your life. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Anyone who doesn't know you. Yep. And, and then it's like. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that's the thing people have to think about is like, do I trust this person? Do I want to just take the insensitivity or the way this person makes me feel and just get on with my life? Yeah. So and, and yeah, my uh, my lived experience with regard to that is very limited, um, you know, but I have seen uh, even as an ally, I have seen bigotry exhibited towards my family um, in just this just the most, you know, just passively rude ways i would say like um for instance apple uh sell a watch band each year it's a pride band and you know it's in a rainbow and i have mm-hmm. um uh i have the the like the sports strap version i really like it uh but when we were selling them you know someone someone inquired about that and i said well that's you know that's for pride and they're like oh well never mind i'm like you know or our red products go right. portions of those sales go to support uh, AIDS research in Africa, and I've had people decline to buy 
because they don't want to support that. I'm like, how are you going to be just passively hateful? You yeah, know? I know. I don't like, know how. You, if you like I red, don't know buy how... it because it's red. Don't you know? Yeah, right. I just I don't <laughs> if you know. Like rainbows, get the rainbow. <laughs> it just hatred takes so much energy. It really does. And I'm just like, why? Why are you expending that energy? I just like you could use that and do so much good in the world, but instead you've chosen to be an asshole. And yeah. I'm like, and, and as that's someone a... as someone who's already low energy, I'm just like. <laughs> Man, hate takes too Listen. much friction, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like, don't put your energy into being helpful. If you want to put your energy into anything, give it to me because I need. Right. Exactly. I need Feed more that energy back to me. Um, well, and you know, a lot of that too, Kira, is, is part of the part of having these conversations on this kind of show is that you know, um, it's something to point towards. Uh, you know, if you're like, hey. You can go listen to this and then, you know, come back and talk to me when you're done. And that it's like the cure yeah. primer, right? Somebody can right. learn a little bit more about you without having, yeah, without exactly. you having to go through it. Like I, obviously I can't speak for every person in my community. I mean, no. I speak based on my own experiences and I, I can't speak for the entirety of the community because the community is so complex and mm -hmm. every individual person experiences, you know, the way they live their life differently. Like my trans experience is different from every other trans person out there. There is no one narrative. There's the like the typical narrative that you hear about usually, but you know that's that's not my experience. So I can't I can't speak to it. And, and I think that's the goal that well my goal to see someday is that it's just as accepted and um, unquestioned for you to live your existence as it is for me to live mine, and that what that what it is for me to be uh burdened and um uh you know struggle struggling in this world is all here mm -hmm. rather than out here right i go through very little out here <laughs> you know uh yeah. quite a, quite quite a lot of little actually uh yeah. but you know everything everything that i fight against i fight against inside of here and yeah. you know that's its own different battle uh but at the same time you know that's something you know I can keep that inside. I can be that. I can be that. Um, whereas, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't affect anything about anyone else's life or yours yeah. for you to be who you are, you know? It shouldn't. Yeah. But then again, it does. Well, you know what? As soon as I turn uh, Arkansas into the rainbow paradise that it deserves to be. Oh, man. <laughs> the day that happens. Oh, listen, I uh, one of these days I'll, I'll get to the point where I'll uh, I'll start my uh, rally against our state's flag and we'll refer as they are pa too. as they are currently passing anti trans legislature. <sighs> Fuck a bunch of bullshit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, either that or we're gonna move. Uh, you know they wanna <laughs> they wanna send us all to an island. I hear, and I'm like, you guys don't understand like how parties work, do you? Yeah, yeah like and yeah, like you know, I all the queers and the allies. Let's go like, to our and own I, island. I, <laughs> and like I know that it's not all of the South that Oops. is that mindset. Clearly, talking to you, and like I know people in South Carolina and Florida and and shit like that, but it's who's in control. Yep. And who makes the laws and 
and, and here you have a, you had a governor veto this bill and it was overridden and i'm like what's the point of having someone to govern if their decisions just get overridden well what's and the, it, what was it, the fucking point it ex exposes the flaws in, the, in a two-party system when you know even against uh, checks and balances one party can still control everything yeah what's the um, oh, and yes yeah, it's it's uh it's incredibly it's incredibly uh, uh dangerous yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fucking dangerous. terrible. Um, like the average like politician age is fifty eight, and therein yeah. lies part of the problem. I can't die soon enough. So, <laughs> fucking boomers. Uh, <laughs> just all I want to do is scream. And this is this is it, folks. This is the bad choices in bourbon primordial scream. This is uh, no, you know just, this is the I make that noise several times a day. Just, <laughs> I'm just like, uh. <laughs> it's so much. It's so it's much. So much. And, and like, um, I'm only 26 and I've lived through so much trauma. And I'm just, and like, I, uh, and I obviously, I recognize my own privilege. Yeah. Like, you know, especially being a white person. Um, and I just, I don't know. Just, okay. Words fail me. I they just, do. Uh, ignorance is, 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 um, you know, for, it's painful for those. It's like death. It's painful for everyone else, but you, Yeah. <laughs> if you're the dead person, uh, yeah. your ignorance is painful for everyone else, but yourself. Cause um, you're dead. Cause you're dead. That's right. You got to be dead. Uh, well, Kira, we could, we could continue to try and solve oh. all the world's problems, but wow, it is me, 1230. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Look at that. Look hey, what happened. We, we had an entire podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it Holy happens. Fuck. It happens every time. It's weird. Yeah. Fucking linear nature of time. I am not a wormhole alien, nor am I the Cisco. Uh, wouldn't that be so, great, though? Wouldn't it, though? Yeah, we'd just go plucking around time, doing, putting right doing whatever, went wrong, putting, wrong doing alien shit. Yeah, doing, doing wormhole alien shit, you know. That's right. <laughs> like, you, know, you know, as they do. Hold my cosmos and watch this. All right. Um, <laughs> if anyone is interested in giving me a follow, I am Sharkosaurus on Twitter. That's Shark underscore O underscore Saurus. And I am Shark Trek underscore 1701 on Instagram. Boom. Um, also, there's links in my profile to take you to my Teespring shop where you can get your very own Shark Trek t-shirt. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, it's my little niche, um, you know, thing. That's awesome. So That's it's... Yeah, it's just a combination of sharks and Star Trek. There's nothing much What's, to it. What, I mean, you know, there is cetacean ops. There has to be shark ops too, right? Hey, listen, you know? I had an argument on Twitter once with someone about how a shark would appropriately wear a Starfleet uniform. Where and the neckline is, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they'd wear it like cetacean ops would be. Because yeah. then you have to think about their gills and yeah. their yeah. fins and, you know, whatever. I was just like, you came into my house. <laughs> I invented Shark Trek. Let me tell you something here. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so, so all those links will be in the show notes. All right. Very cool. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. I, I had so much fun. Oh, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I tell every guest, uh, we don't end, we we close. That way, we mm. can open. And uh, so uh, the intent at some point uh, is to have folks come back around and catch up. I would again love later. to be back. 
Woo-hoo. Yeah, anytime you just ask me, I'll be like, yep, I am definitely down, available down because I don't have a life. So. <laughs> Outside of sharks. Outside uh, of my work, I do absolutely nothing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll have you back again. We'll have you uh, and, and uh, get you involved in all the wonderful, fun things that uh, are on the horizon. There's uh, uh, working on a Dark Matter podcast. If you've oh, for seen sure. That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Coco and, and I working yeah. on a Superman podcast. Um, so if you like Superman, and we can talk about if any that. of your listeners are based in New York City, come on down to the New York Aquarium. We're on the... The tip of uh, Brooklyn and Coney Island. We are open, so uh, very cool. Come see us. Wear your come mask see my and stay socially distant. Come visit the sharks. Yep. Woo-hoo. Come meet the sharks. All right. Well, with Bye. that, folks, uh, I will go ahead and uh, rattle off a few things for you. Of course, uh, definitely appreciate uh, Kira and their time for being here, and you and your time and your ears, dear listener. Uh, hope we earned them again for next week. Uh, and if you would like to support the show, the best and most easiest way to do that is to share this episode with your friends and family, or go through the back catalog, find other episodes you enjoy, and share those as well. But if you're super Scrooge McDuck, uh, willing to help, you can do so by uh, becoming a patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R and for as little as $3 a month, you can gain early access to the show, uh, but it will be free and be ad-free every week on Thursday for as long as I can manage to put it together. And with that, I will close it down and say thank you and good night. Good night, all. <laughs>